to be pleasing. We want to be acceptable unto you. So, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we open our hearts unto you on tonight, God, for you to do what you need to do and say what you need to say unto us. So, Father, I thank you that I have been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In Jesus' name, amen. Tonight, I'm going to start off with these skits. Um, So, I'm going to let the ones that uh, are going to do the skits to come up. And we'll let them go ahead and get started. Yeah, how you doing today? Good. How you doing, Pastor James? All right. I want to meet you about something. I noticed Sunday when the apostle was preaching, um, the mic, the speaker was popping during service, and it kind of really distracted me. So I want to bring it to your attention, being in the audio department. Well, Pastor James, where do I normally sit during service? I sit in the back, right? Yeah. You saw normally. me sitting over there, right? Yeah. I, I thought you just want to change your position. I was sitting there so that I could hear. I heard it, too. We was working on it. I was communicating with Joe and Gloria. You got me, Joe, and Gloria. That's 2468 with Kim is. We heard it. We was working on it. Well, protocol is my job is to oversee everything as administrator. Right. And I noticed that after noon, y'all turned your sheets in. Uh-huh. It said good. It had no, nothing about any issues. Right. Okay. So that's why I bring your attention. Okay. Well, on that sheet... We didn't put it on that sheet because, you know, we were going by the sound quality of the recording because the recording did not have the pop and it was just coming out in the sanctuary. Okay. But we handled it. You know, it's like you you think we don't do our job? But did you handle it right then or you handled it later? Well, okay, I'll tell you what. If we were, you talking about the paperwork or the cracking and the popping? The cracking and the popping. I mean, first, the paperwork for that. Oh, did no, you handle no. it the same day? No, sir, we did not. That's now, the problem. Pop- That's the problem. Well, see, I apologize for that. But you act like we don't do our job. We hit it. Look, look. Whenever this stuff is cracking and popping, we hear it. And every time somebody, T, did you hear this thing cracking and popping? Don't I have two ears? Well, when I hear things, I start cracking and popping. Well, well I feel like this right here. Now, I feel like you're taking offense. Well, I mean, I am taking offense. Should you? Yeah. By me doing my job, you're taking offense? No, I shouldn't, should I? That's right. I'm sorry. We cool? I'm yeah. sorry, Pastor. My apologies. As long as you recognize it. I, re- I recognize it, and okay. I do take offense sometimes. Because it's like, we hear it. But I need to work on that, okay? Okay. So you doing your job, we doing our job. Because if you did, weren't doing your job, you wouldn't say anything. And if you didn't say anything, we would be like, well, dang, Pastor James ain't said anything. So he yeah. don't really care. Then it'd be on me then. It'd be on you. Yeah. So we good. It won't happen again. Okay. If it crack and pop again, you know, you send me a text. And well, I'm going to let you know if I hear I, it. I know. I know you will. Whether you hear it or not, I'm, I'm going to let you know. I know you will. I okay. appreciate it. We good? We, good. we can't hug, you no, know. No, we can't hug. But we can. Yeah, okay. Love you. Love you too. 
Althea. Don't you? these forms right uh-huh and i don't it don't make no sense what because i have to send it to denise then retype it and send it to pastor jane what's the purpose that defeats the purpose it's supposed to be easy right what's easy about this well i did it twice and sent them to him so you have to do it two times <laughs> ain't doing jack yo niece denise denise i'm so, niece look here you mean to tell me when i sent out our forms from the sound room right i got to send you a copy then turn right around and retype everything on this list and send it to Pastor James like that, too? See, let me tell you, what you need to do, you need to get with Darlene. That's what you need to do. Oh, shit. It don't make no sense. Darlene, look, we having issues with this form, right? I was told you're supposed to put in your... Look here. Don't bring that strife up in here. Don't you already bought it up in here. You already bought the strife up in here. But I'm a Joe, family. Kim, close your ears. <laughs> Look, Darlene, they were telling me to do it one way. All right? To me, it's not working. Okay? I got to send it to Denise, then turn around, do everything, and send it to Pastor James. I, I'm what? Uh, okay. 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 All right. Gotcha. Now, T, you know that won't right. You come burn bombing up in there, and you will holler, and Debbie looked at you like, like her eyes about to jump out of her head, like, what the world? Now, Look, you know that won't right, T. Yeah, but you, you hollered at me. You was hollering at me. Well. And you, you busted in there with me, and Debbie was trying to do our I, stuff. But I said, excuse me, though, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah but, but I, you said, excuse me, but look what you were hollering. And I told, I've been telling you and telling you, y'all get with Darlene. She was the maker and the creator of it, so she need to. Yeah, but the way you you hollered at me. But T, you hollered at me. T, you know me. You know me now, T. Now you know that won't right. Now Denise, it? look, let's go. I'm ready to go to KLC and give me some chicken wing. Let's go. Hush, baby, I'm coming. Okay. Now T, but I apologize. I'm sorry. I apologize too, but we, we 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 know better. That's right. I love you. I love you too. Yeah. Can I say something? Yeah. Okay. That offense, I've been thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it. So God put on my heart that in heated situations that you supposed to handle a heated situation when T came in and Already frustrated, and she came in like that. I should have, but me and Debbie was busy doing something, so she kind of caught me off guard. But I should have humbled myself and said, T, calm down. All you need to do, baby, is go back and get with Darlene, and that would have calmed T down. But I didn't do that. All I did was escalated the problem, but I knew that offense was there, so I went to handle that offense. Because if I hadn't went and handled that offense, T still would have been upset. There would have been something there. Then when something else came with me and T, something else would have happened. See, that's what happens with the body of Christ. 
and I'm only going to use me. Um, when I first came into the ministry, people didn't like change. God was moving. God sent me here for to do a change. And when you change, people don't like change. So with people not liking change, a lot of us had already formed an opinion about me because of change. You know, you thought I was coming in here trying to take over and Apostle was letting me do what I want to do, but it won't. It was never, ever like that. So I bumped heads with a lot of people only because I was so excited about doing the work for God because I used to do so much with the devil. But the problem was there, if I said something to you out the way, instead of holding it in your heart, you should have come and said, we all learning. You should have come and said, well, Sister Niece, I didn't like the way you talked to me. Sister Niece, I ain't like the way you said that to me. Then that would have you come to me and let me know. Then I would have known, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to talk to you like that. But the problem is with me, y'all, because everybody looks at me that way. But the problem is about it all, I talk with an authoritary voice, a and I talk in authority, and a lot of people don't like that. It's for the simple reason that I have been a supervisor for 20-some years, and I work with mostly men. So that's why I had to do so they wouldn't run over me, and they would respect me, and they did. But now coming into trying to live for the Lord, I've still got some, but I've got better with things. But all I'm trying to say, when I say something, and it's not like you it hurt you or you felt like I shouldn't say it do like I did tea I came to tea I went to tea because I love tea and I know that's not tea all I'm saying we need to take off our mask and tell the truth about when you get on a fence with somebody because if you don't it's going to boil up and it's going to boil up, and it's going to boil up. And it could not even be my fault. There could have been something else there that helped you, that you know, that made you upset or made you mad. But when I come, only when you see Denise coming, all you see, yeah, 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 that's what you see, and it could not even be that. Devil uses that. Devil play with people like that. Because sometimes I have sat back and I have looked and said, how did I offend him? What did I say? What did I do? Sometimes it might be me, and sometimes it might not be me. But if you get to know me, you know that's just my tone. Like Gloria, that's just her tone. Once you get to know her, you know she don't mean any harm. But God showed me today, we here at Miracle Temple, only way we're going to grow is that we got to take off our masks and be honest with one another. If I offend you, don't hold it. If you offend me, don't hold it. And I have got to the point I've gotten so much better that when people say something to me, even at work, when people say something to me, uh, this, that, and the other, I'm trying to learn it to handle it right then. Because if I don't, it's going to blow up. Because anything you keep putting fire to, it's going to blow up. So all I'm saying, y'all, take your mask off. When somebody offend you, that stuff deep down in your heart, that's the only way it's going to come out. The only way it's going to come out is that you meet it head on. 
right then when somebody offends you or right then when somebody's doing something and you don't understand what they're doing. We all go through. We're supposed to pray for our sisters and brothers. We don't supposed to talk about them. And I know for a shadow of a doubt that I know a lot of people hold, hold uh, has an offense with me because of my tone. But I said, God, help me with my tone with people. You got to meet people where they're at. I can't jump on this one or jump on that. I might have to go in mild with this one. And this, but I don't mean any harm by it. I said, but God is really showing me here at Miracle Temple, people are really holding an offense, and we will never grow until we begin to root up that root through the world of God. And that's the only way that we are going to grow in areas with offense is that we want to get in and let God's word get in our and root it up. And grind it up. And you got to cast them thoughts down about your sister and brother. So that's what God gave me on strife. And strife is in the church. If not, possibly wouldn't be preaching it. Because she keep coming back to it and back to it. We're going to never move forward until we start digging up what's in us with the word of God. Well, baby, did it say anything about the chicken wing? That's why she can't get everything rooted up because of that sitting right over there. <laughs> Pray for Willie. Hey, Joe. Joe, look. When you're running the soundboard. When you're running the soundboard. Just make sure you stay focused, that you pay attention to what's going on. So that way, if Judah, the lead person, is singing, that you make sure the transition is smooth from leader to leader, okay? That's very important. And at the end of service, make sure that all the mics are put up. There should be a total of 15 mics, okay? So just make sure that when you turn everything off, that everything is turned off the correct way, and that, you know, you unplug everything and check with me and Gloria before you leave, okay? I can handle that. All right, cool, cool. Joe, Joe. Yeah. How many times do I have to tell you to put that cell phone down when Judah is rehearsing? How many times I got to tell you that? It's the same thing over and over again. What's up with you? I, do I, you not listen? Yeah, I listen. I had a, a text. I said, yeah, I listen. I had a text. I had to look at it real quick. But what did I tell you? What did I tell you? When you're on the soundboard, what did I tell you about the cell phone? All right, I'll put it up. You blowing up at me? Nah, nah. Okay, all right now. Look, remember, no cell phone or your butt gonna be in that seat. Okay. Well, I sit down there. What? <laughs> oh really? Oh, it's like that? Nah, I put the cell phone away. I take care of my job. You got offended? Yes, I did. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm, my bad. I was wrong. I came at you wrong. I came at you wrong because I done took and told you about three, four times about that cell phone. So I was wrong. I was wrong. I'm sorry. I understand what you mean. Yeah. I'll I take care of it. Thank you, Joe. You're welcome. We good? We good. Right. Checking you. on you. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Are we ready? Yes. Are you sure? Y'all saw the first skit, dealing with everything that went on, right? 
And y'all saw how offense was in the mist. So we've been talking about getting to the root of what's going on with all of us. Because if we don't get to the root, you may say, I'm sorry, I love you, I'm going to do better. But actually, you're getting worse if you don't take care of it with the word of God. See, we're hearing too much of, I'm sorry, I love you. It won't happen again. But if you don't pick up this good book, this is the problem. If you don't pick up the word of God and take your medicine and ask in the Holy Spirit, we have the Holy Spirit for a reason. God let us know, I'm going to leave you a comforter. That means, he said, the reason why I'm leaving you the comforter, because you can't be alone. Not down here you can't. He said, I'm going to leave you someone that can help you. They're going to be your helpmate. They're going to walk alongside of you. They're going to help you when you need help with your potty mouth. They're going to help you when you have an uh, offense that you shouldn't have. The Holy Spirit is there to remind you who you are now that you're in Christ. So you know when you're bawling on the inside. All of us know. Some of us are bawling on the inside and still showing all 32. And the ones you're showing the 32 with, they are so much into themselves and not in the spirit on the Lord's day. They think you okay with them because discerning of spirits cannot come up and out of them because they too much word about he or she liking me. So the Holy Spirit still can't do his job because you want people to like you. Instead of asking the Holy Spirit, why am I always getting in confrontation with people? Why is everything always hitting me? Forget about them. God deal with me. This is coming at me for a reason. There's two reasons. One, it could be something in me that I have not dealt with. And this is what the Lord gave me, y'all. He showed me a wounded bird. And when a bird is wounded, that bird can't fly. That bird can't soar. He cannot fly. So until he's mended, he has to take the time to be mended before he can take off again. He cannot take off until he's fully recovered. That's why God said, I have come to heal the brokenhearted. I have come to bind up all of their wounds, not just one. So that bird is laying there to be mended. And then God always puts somebody in that bird's path that love animals, love God creation. And they look at the bird and they begin to pick that bird up because they know that bird cannot take care of himself alone. So they begin to take the bird home. They feed the bird. They bandage the bird up. They find out what can I do to help this bird fly again? We as the church... Don't suppose to keep putting wound after wound after wound on people. That's why God give you discerning of spirits. That's why God lets you know you're not fighting against flesh and blood. That you're fighting against a spirit. So you don't come at that person. We supposed to know them in the spirit, not by the flesh. Our problem is we want friends. 
We want somebody to be my friend, so I'd rather not tell them that their mouth is not right. I'd rather not tell them that they're running their mouth too much. I'd rather not tell them I just want them to be my friend. That's not how we're supposed to be in the body of Christ. So once that bird is healed, sometimes it takes longer for a bird to be healed. So you have to know for sure that that bird is ready to fly again before you do something to cripple that bird all over again. This is why God know everybody in this room have issues. Everybody from the pulpit down. When you get to know people and you can know them by the spirit, God lets you see really what's on the inside of them. If I looked at everybody by everything that they did, none of us would be in here. None of us. Some people are quoting scriptures and they're more tore up than anybody else and still don't see they tore up. Some people don't say nothing to nobody. They just go on and they're silent killers. Y'all didn't know? They kill you by not even saying nothing. Because deep down on the inside, they already shot you dead. But we are so into ourselves, instead of being into who we are in him, we're missing what's going on around us and the people that are around us. We're missing it. So once that bird is healed, I mean completely, you have to handle that bird delicately. Anybody with the wound, any animal with the wound, you just can't pick them up the way you used to pick them up. You can't do it the way you used to do it. You have to be gentle with that person. See, once you, just like me and my husband, when we got to know one another, I knew his downfalls. He knew mine. He knew what, you know, ticked me off. I knew what ticked him off. He knew what would keep me quiet. I knew what would keep him quiet. So as we got to know one another, or when I got upset, I didn't try. I, I didn't try, but sometimes it come out. I didn't try to do anything to hurt him. Because I knew, okay, I don't want to hurt him because I love him. Even though I'm hurting, I don't want to hurt him. So I'm not going to say what I'm saying. But guess what the problem was, y'all? I didn't say it, but I didn't do nothing with what I was thinking. See, we got some issues. You may not say nothing, but you're thinking it. And for as a man thinks in his heart, so is he, so does he become. What we say is, I'm okay. You all right with me? No, they're not. No, they're not. Because you still dwelling on what was said, how it was said, when it was said, and why they say it. You may not say it to them, but you're going to say it to somebody else. Either your husband or either somebody you feel like you're so close to that they're going to take your side and let you know you didn't do nothing wrong. Instead of giving you the word of God and say, I'm not the brother or the sister you need to be coming to. You need to go to the one that said what they said to you. Why did you tell them it was okay if deep down inside you know it's not okay? You know why? Because we try to do it like this. Well, I'm praying and the Lord ain't quite giving me an answer. Well, you're not in your word then. Because the word will answer you. Some people say, well, some things don't need to be messed with. See, that's the devil right there. Let me tell you why. Because the longer you let it sit, the worse it's going to get. How do I know? Because I have to deal with stuff that some people don't deal with or I have been taking the hit 
So some people wouldn't take the hit, but guess what God did? And Sister Nice know this one. What is my motto, Sister Nice? When it comes to people. What have I been telling you for a long time? And I don't. Think what you want. Feel like you want to feel. If I know I have did what I supposed to do and I have told you, I move on. I'm not a babysitter. I told y'all several years ago, y'all remember that girl that stood in the middle of that aisle, which I had already taken care of this. She said, you're taking a hit for them. You, you're covering up for them. But I had already stopped. I'm not taking no more hits no more. You know why? Because it's time to grow up. It's time to know what's going on in your kitchen. It's time to know what fire is in your kitchen and it's up to you to put it out because I'm not putting it out. Y'all, we in a place right now with this pandemic. We don't have time for people to be saying, oh, I don't want to, you know, say it because I don't know where they are. Okay, you putting them in danger already. Because if you don't say it, Somebody else will. So, so what's going on? What's, what's really happening to the body of Christ? During this pandemic, it is more strife. It's more offense. It's more bitterness. It's more backbiting. It's more jealousy. It's more envy. All of this stuff, control, is popping up in the body of Christ. Christians are coming against one another instead of coming together. Christians are getting more offensive when you tell them Psalms 91. When you let them know, I'm dwelling in the secret place. Don't be stupid. You shouldn't be showing up. And then they get mad. They put your name out there because you haven't church. That's offense. Or that's feeling guilty because some people are doing something that they're not doing and people become offensive and they become warring against one another. So God was letting me know the scripture we went over in Matthew 12. Y'all remember that scripture in 12, 34 through 37. It says, this is what Jesus was saying to the Pharisees. You snakes, broad offspring of vipers. I'm reading out the expanded, just breaking it down. You are evil people. So how can you say anything good for the mouth speaks the things that are in overflow from the heart? This is where we're going tonight. The Lord is is telling me that the things that come out of our mouth, some people try to contain it, but eventually it comes up and it comes out. So whatever comes out of your mouth, with whatever tone it comes out with, It's already implanted in your heart. Because your heart is where your treasure is. Your treasure is where your heart is. So that means if you have a precious treasure, you want to put it in a place that you can take care of it. Because it's so precious. It's so valuable. And last week we talked about words. And the reason why um, life and death are in the power of the tongue is because it's coming from the overflow of our heart. So whatever you put in your heart, that's what's going to come out of your mouth. Let's quit saying, I didn't mean that. Hold it right there. I was just playing. Mm -mm. Some of us were not, we were not just playing. We meant exactly what we said. 
And we're trying to act like we didn't mean what we said, but we did mean what we said. So your heart, this is why we have to guard our heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. And until we deal with what's in our heart, you can say you sorry all day long. But are you truly sorry? Because if it's already in your heart and rooted down in there, you know how you feel. And that's the deposit that you made. How did you make that deposit? By what you've been meditating on. If you tell a person, it's okay, it's okay. But you go home and you meditating over and over and over again on what they said to you. And you ain't doing nothing with that. Guess what you're doing? You're forming a stronghold. And a stronghold is a fortress that's in your mind. And it's there due to your way of thinking. Your thinking is outside of the word of God. So before we got to know God, we were in a, you know, a world that was full of so much evil. And we're still in that world now. So we were thinking like they were thinking. We were doing what they were doing. And it seemed normal to us. But when we came to God, come to God, there, the change came in our spirit, but the transformation have to come through the renewing of your mind. That old thinking that you had is still there. You have to uproot your way of thinking, them hurts, those pains, all of that stuff that happened to you in your past. If you don't get rid of it, guess what it's doing? It's building up a fortress. It's building up some offense. It's building up some strife. So when people come at you, all that stuff is coming up because you're getting frustrated. See, nobody is just going to lash out at you for no reason. Remember Athea and my husband? When Athea was doing the skit, when my husband was just telling her what he heard, he was doing his part. Remember, we're one body, we're many members. So how can he sit here doing service and he's hearing something that's going wrong and he don't go to Athea and let her know, okay, I'm hearing this. Now, Athea's reaction was she come off in offense because don't most of us do it? When somebody come to you and ask you a question, oh, you think I ain't doing my job? Do you don't you think I heard that just like you? He just was telling you that I heard a popping. How should Athea have answered that? Thank you for letting me know that. I'll check. She didn't even have to tell him that she heard it also. Thank you. I'll check on that and we'll take care of that. And we'll get with you and let you know how we solved it. Case closed. Do you know why some people give an answer on their behalf? Pride. People don't want other people to think they don't know. When you know, you know. Guess how he's going to know you know when it's fixed. Y'all didn't know? You don't have to justify yourself. See, an offensive person always want to justify what they do. They want you to see me, myself, and I, and what I do and how I do it. But see, to keep offense from coming up, get rid of it, you cast down. Remember, we talked about casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself above the word of God. You got to cast that down. Why am I getting rid of it? Because I don't want it to take root in my heart. Or if you know something is coming up and you're saying, where did this come from? I didn't know this was in me. That's when you start going to work and say, Holy Spirit, search me. 
I shouldn't be acting this way. I shouldn't be feeling this way because someone asked me a question. Why am I getting so defensive? Because you already had a problem. And you don't want to deal with it. So you trying to protect yourself. You getting bolsterous. You trying to use some authority when there's a problem. There's a root. So the first thing we got to do, we got to ask the Holy Spirit, check my heart. Because remember, the words that we speak, they're, they're coming up out of the heart. For out of the abundance of the heart. Remember this, your mouth is going to speak. I'm going to say this because the Holy Spirit is reminding me to those that don't open their mouth and don't say nothing. You are speaking by your actions. You are speaking on your feelings or how you feeling on the inside, even though you're not saying nothing, you still ain't right. So don't look at the person that's speaking it out and thinking that you okay. Because if you're bawling on the inside, remember David, go with me back to Psalms, what David said. In Psalms 39.1, David said, I said, I will be careful how I act, expand the Bible, guard my way, and will not sin by what I say. With my tongue, I will be careful what I say. Keep a muzzle on my mouth around wicked people. What did David do? He couldn't contain it. David was honest. He said, I just couldn't contain it. He said, well, let's go back to how he talked about his heart and what happened. Because it was deep where? It was deep within David. So that's why he could not contain it. He said, I was dumb with silence. I held my peace even from good and my sorrow was stirred. I like this. My heart, my heart was hot within me while I was muzzling, muzzling the fire burned. Then I spake with my tongue. Did y'all see where it come from? We got some heart problems. And until we resolve them heart problems, y'all, I'm going to tell you, the spirit is, is giving us what we need on tonight. It's some heart problems. And until we get this stuff out of our heart, you can say you're sorry all you want, but it's already taking root and you living like I'm okay because nobody is coming to me. Everybody is loving on me. But when somebody pushed that heart button, then you starting all over again with the same thing and we think it's normal. It's not normal, y'all. Not for who we are now that we're in Christ. Do we get hot on the inside? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Anyhow, from the pulpit down, we get hot on the inside. But how now? It ain't dealing with the word getting us all hot and fired up like fire shut up in our bones and we can't contain the word. It's still words, but it's words that bring death. And if you know that you hot on the inside because somebody asked you a question or because your husband or your wife got on your nerves and the fire is burning on the inside, you need to stop right there and say, Lord, I need to pray. Lord, something's not right with me. Some of us try to hide it quite well, but it's showing up. It's showing up. And when we look at David, David was honest. He left this for an example for us, y'all, to let us know. Even he was burning up on the inside. And then he spake. So we have to deal with what's there. Some of us are so used to it that we think we don't have a problem. It's someone else. 
We have to ask the Lord to show us us. Before we look at anybody else, we have to say, Lord, show me me. And this is what I do, y'all. When things are happening within the body of Christ, I may not have anything to do with it. But one thing I have learned, I'm teaching you in the way you should go. Through the instructions of the Holy Ghost. So when things are not right in here, I'll ask my husband, what am I doing that's not right? True that. I'll stop and I'll begin to seek the Lord on my behalf and say, search me, Lord. Is it something I've done for this or that person to act the way they're acting? Deal with me first, Lord. Show me something that I did not do. That's what a mother or father does. When your child is cutting up or, or doing stuff they shouldn't do, we should be looking at us first and say, Father, show me. Did I raise them the way they need to be? Show me what did I miss in bringing them up the way that they need to be brought up. God, show me me first. Today is so funny. <laughs> me and my husband could have had an offense today, but we didn't. Did we? That's a funny man. Y'all know that, right? He's so funny. <laughs> I have to tell this one, honey. See, he don't mind. We sitting there and, Manny, you're going to love this one. <laughs> you know, they do their little protein shakes for, you know, getting fit, everything. So I say, well, you want to go get your little protein shake today? He said, yeah, we'll go ahead and get it. But see, we were having a little dispute over them little protein shakes. I tell him and my son, eat some toner, it's cheaper. Eat some stuff that's cheap. Ain't nobody got time to be buying them buckets of protein like that and buying all that almond milk and all this foolishness. That's what I tell them, right? But deep down on the inside, my husband, no, I'm going to support you with whatever you want to do, but I want to make sure the house is in order first. So I said, go ahead and get your protein shake. We're going to go get your shake today. So first thing I asked him was, how much is that shake? So he told me, he said, about $90. So... In the back of my mind, I'm thinking, y'all, I say, no problem, because you got some little rewards. And it's going to take off half of that $90, at least the big part of it. So that was what I'm thinking. So he went in there to get the protein shake. He come out, I say, how much was that shake? $81. I said, what happened to your rewards? I'm glad y'all sitting down for what he told me. You know what this man told me? I can't use my rewards right now because I got to save it for desperate measures. When it ain't no money there to get nothing. I said, what did you say? So I sat there, tried to be calm. I said, oh, this is your desperate measure. You get up and go back in there and have him to redo the, no, no. He said, you want me to go back in there and have him to do the transaction? Mm Mm-hmm. So he went back in there. He did the little transaction all over again. And I'm sitting there just doing this right here and saying, what in the world was he thinking about? We're supposed to save money every which way we can. What is he thinking about? So I was silent. Then we got to our destination. I already prayed before the Lord. And I said, honey, can I say something? Don't say nothing. I don't want to hear it. I know I was wrong. Just don't say no. I said, wait a minute. I'm not fussing. I just want you to know I'm not, I'm not fussing about it. I just want you to understand where we were. 
He said, I understand, Amanda. I should not have done it that way. Guess what? End the conversation. Why do I share this stuff with y'all? Because some people think that we have it together. Some days we may. Some days we may not. But we get it back together based on where we are in the Lord. One thing we don't do is lay down at night sleeping next to one another with anger in our hearts. I tell him, you ain't going to sleep. We're going to talk about this, buddy. We're going to get this right before we go to sleep. I'm hearing him over there. I wake up. What you want, man? What you want? I say, we got to talk. Because you don't supposed to lay down like that. Because when you lay down like that, the enemy put more there. How can you sleep, even sleep in separate beds? How can you sleep in separate beds and you ain't resolved your... How can you separate yourself, husband and wife? You know what people say? I'm going to keep the peace before I kill him. So I'm going to sleep in here because if I don't, I'm going to kill you tonight. I know I'm going to kill you. Christian folk. It was that bad because he ate your piece of chicken. Now I'm just being real. People be doing some stupid stuff. He ate the chicken, you were hungry, and you didn't want to cook no more chicken. And you held on the fence because you were hungry. And you went to bed mad because of a piece of chicken. Church folk, come on, silly stuff. That we hold in and then we come to our brothers and sisters. Hey baby, how you doing? God is good. And then your husband ate your chicken and you still giving him the eye. Somebody needed that tonight. You can talk to everybody else about God is love, but because your husband or wife done something to you, you're looking at them one-sided, and they don't even know to say good morning or good night to you because you ain't saying nothing to them. But you can talk Jesus to everybody else. There's something that's deep within you that you ain't dealt with or you don't want to deal with, and this just added to it. Nobody's going to haul off and slap somebody because they just tell you, "Can excuse me, can you move your car? It's, it's a little t- too close to mine and I can, and they're going to say, don't you tell me to move my car. What's, what's the problem? Moving the car ain't the problem. They already had an issue before this problem come up. We have to deal with it. Church folks first. You cannot help no one else if you don't deal with these issues that's real deep. It's in the heart. It's in the heart. You got to say, Lord, search me. I keep talking this way for a reason. Now, Sister Niece was talking about, you know, you have an authority voice. Did y'all see uh, Athea? Athea came to Joe. How was her voice? The first time she came to him, it was showing authority, but how was her voice? It was calm. 
But Joe, did you see authority in that first voice? Okay, but when she came at you the second time, it was more than just offense there. Catch it. It was frustration there. It was, I'm tired of telling you the same thing and you ain't listening. So everything she been holding, because she didn't want to, now they didn't do the skit. I don't know what's going on in that sound room. <laughs> Something ain't right up there. We're going to talk. Now, if Athea is not getting with Joe and she's looking at Gloria and saying, I'm tired of this monkey business he doing. Every time I turn around, monkey business. How many times I'm going to tell him? Then it comes out. And the Bible says a soft answer turns away wrath. Grievous words stir up anger. Sister Nisa and Athea, Athea come in there with offense and strife. She hit Sister Denise in the face with it. She slapped her. Yes, she did. And Deborah was sitting there while she was slapping her. So Sister Denise is going to say, I know this chick didn't. You ain't going to come at me like this. And Deborah's in here too. Check with Darlene. Then Willie wanted some chicken. Her husband. What'd you say to Willie, sister? I'm coming, Willie. Wait a minute. She was frustrated. No, I'm going to say it like sister Nee said it. Frustrated. So look how strife traveled. Now we just had a good time in church. All this happened right after the word come forth. You just got taught kingdom. <laughs> and we're showing the kingdom of the world in God's house. But guess what? Guess what? Sister Nice did. This is, this is what makes the difference, y'all. Let me ask y'all a question. How many think, let's be honest, we're going to get to the root. How many think Sister Nice was wrong for going to Athea? What other way would somebody else have handled that? Okay, I hear that. But what other way would somebody have handled that? Would somebody have said, I'm going to pray for Athea? But I'm getting to the praying part. How many would have watched that situation and say, I'm just going to pray for them? Come on, let's be honest. We get to the root. How many would have heard it? And sat there and not said nothing to everybody. And went on about your business because you would have said, they ain't talking to me. That's between them. I ain't got nothing to do with that, so I'm getting on out of here. I ain't getting in the middle of that. It is your Christian duty. It is your kingdom duty to bring righteousness on the same. If Sister Denise didn't go handle it and somebody else heard it and saw the conflict as a brother or a sister, you should have stepped in and loved and said, this is not kingdom. I know this is none of my business, but this is what the word says. And I have to tell you what the word says is it's up to you to do 
what you choose to do according to what I bought you. Why is God bringing all this out? Because I'm going to tell you why. It's some people that wouldn't have said nothing. They would have left it alone and went about their business. Somebody help me out before we close. Y'all, I have so much, but we're going to close. Somebody help me out with this. How many, let's be honest, because we're going to help people. I need for people. I'm not putting you on the spot. Y'all know I tell my business. (laughs) How many of y'all, could I get one person to tell me in a situation you have let it ride and say, I'm just going to pray about it? Who am I speaking to? Who am I speaking to? You know it was conflict there. But you're just going to go home and pray and ask the Lord what you need to do when you already know what needs to be done, but you're going to let it go. Come on, somebody help me with that. When somebody hurts your feelings, you're going to let it go. You can't let it go. You have to tell them. Maybe you didn't know, but what you said, it really offended me. Because some people don't know that they offended you. How many of us have just swept it under the rug and said, Lord, I'm praying that. I'm praying that Sister Loretta see what she done to me. I'm praying, but she didn't think she did anything. She thought what she said was okay. And to her, it may have been okay, but to you, it wasn't. So if you don't go to her, the next things that she do say, because you have molded over in your head, You ain't going to accept her. That's why we have to deal with these things by the word of God. Husbands and wives, quit playing. How can I put it? Well, quit playing like everything's okay and it ain't. Quit being silent in your marriage and letting the wife get away or the husband get away when you know it's not right. When you know he keep hurting you all over and over again. Yes, you do have to seek the Lord in those situations. If you go into the husband or the wife and you crying out and you telling them, I'm hurt by this. I don't understand why this keep coming up with us. I have searched myself, but you hurt me. And what if they say, well, I don't feel like I have. You're going to have to go back to the Lord and say, Lord, show me how to go in with him. Show me how to go in with her. Show me because, Lord, this right here is tearing me up. He disrespects me all the time. He makes me feel like I don't know the word. He makes me feel like I should have said it this way. But, Lord, that's the way you told me to say it. Y'all, it's some problems in the church. It's problems in the church. And until we get to the root Of what's deep within us. We got to quit telling other people. What they need to do. When we're not doing it in our own home. We need to quit this mess. We need to quit telling people. How they need to live. When we know we're living foul. That's why people don't want to come to the church. Because people say one thing. And they live in another thing. They talk Jesus. But they don't live Jesus. And if we can't get along with one another. Why are we telling them to get along? So y'all, it's time to check ourselves. It's time to ask the Holy Spirit, search my heart. Show me what I'm holding. Show me what I don't even know about. And, and maybe that's the reason why I'm coming at people the way I come at people. Because y'all, you're saying you're sorry. Some people. But you're going back to the same pattern. And that's showing me you're not in here the way you need to be. Because when you get in this word, 
Manny gave his testimony where he was when he was in the world and what he had to do to come out of the place that he was in. And he knew he had come out of that place because the place that he was in didn't affect him no more the way it used to affect him. You know when change have come, just like when you are on a diet and there are certain foods that you know you cannot eat because you're on that diet. Your body is going to beat you up. Day after day after day after day after day. But once you let that body know you're not eating no fried food no more. And you don't give it that fried food. It may feel dizzy. It may feel faint. It may feel like it's going to die. But after a while when you keep it under subjection. You don't miss fried food no more. This is what I'm talking about with the word. If you don't keep going in this word. And putting your body under subjection. Your body is going to come back twice as hard. And that's what's happening with the church. You got to stay in this word. Quit getting into this word when somebody hurts your feelings. You got to be prepared before your feelings get hurt. Oh, I'm going to go in the word. I'm going to see God. You should have been in the word and then you wouldn't be crying all the time. Is that Willie over there laughing at me? Y'all pray for Willie. He must have been crying all the time. That's why y'all, you know a mature Christian. When they know they're doing what the word says, when people come at them any kind of way, they can brush it off. They can still show love. Why? Because that don't affect them no more. Because they know who they are now that they're in Christ. So we're going to talk some more dealing with uprooting this stuff that we have planted in our heart. And the more we uproot these things, guess what? You're going to get better and better and better. But don't keep going in and out the word. Stay in the word. And don't think that it's a person that's addicted to anything until they say they have an addiction. This ain't going to help. You got to say, Lord, it's me. Lord, I got something going on with me. Show me what it is. Bring it out. And I guarantee you, the Lord will bring it out. But when he does, he said, now I want you to do something about it. Not pray to me about the mountain. I want you to speak to that mountain from my word. Y'all, it takes time. You need to put in the time, or can I say some of us, need to put in more time in this word than we're putting in any and everything. Some of us put more effort on what we want to do instead of putting more effort in this word, and it'll take away from all of that other stuff, and it won't be so hard because you're seeking him first. So let's start there. Open up my heart, God. Open up my heart. Show me the wonderful things out of your law so I can be whom you will have me to be and not whom people think that I am. Amen. I'm going to let my husband and brother Willie close out with this little bit, this skit. How brother Willie thought he saw a ghost Sunday. I'm just saying a ghost. You know, he was startled. When you see a ghost, you startled. You the ghost. Yeah. Go ahead. You can tell them about Willie. Willie, tell them how you was reacting. Can you? Oh, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, Sunday, uh, right before church, I think it was me and Kevin and Brother Manning. We were standing back there, back there at the door talking. And uh, I was kind of a little bit loud and stuff, you know. And uh, I think Manning and Tyson, I mean, uh, Kevin, they were just pretty much listening to what I was saying. And the next thing I know, I seen Pastor Gene come walking towards me right fast. And he had this look on his face. I was like, oh, God, what in the world are you getting ready to say to me now? <laughs> and it kind of freaked me out a little bit, you know. But he walked up to me and uh, he told me what he wanted me to do. It was a whole different subject, something that he wanted me to do for him. But it was just the way that he came at me. You know, he was looking at me. I thought he was getting ready to, like, blow me out. <laughs> I was like, you know. It do was... you see how a person look could bring an offense? Yeah. The way you may not say nothing, y'all. Can somebody give me an offensive look? Okay, come here, son. Let's see an offensive look. Y'all see her offensive look? Would that bring offense to you? Okay. There's another offensive action. That some people do when you may come to them. Can somebody do that for me? Nobody know that one. Am I the only one that know how to blow? Anybody know that look? Or, or know that action. What what did that give portray when you do that? You don't want to hear what they got to say. Or how about this one, honey? Y'all ever done that one? Or women working the neck? I don't know how to work that one. But y'all know how they work their neck, men. Or men, they look at you a certain way. You know to shut up. And I mean now. <laughs> so these are the things, y'all, we have to talk about. Because if we don't recognize these things, we will go on and think it's acceptable and it's not in the body of Christ. And doing this teaching, some people are really taking offense. You know what's happening? It's coming up and it's coming out. And that's what's supposed to happen. How do you know you have something if it don't come up and come out of you? And every time I teach this, I ain't lying. The next day, can somebody say the next day? Offense show up, y'all, the next day. So I know we need this teaching. Amen? Amen. Tyson, can you close us out? <laughs>